0: This call is being recorded.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome into the Locked On Bama podcast. Are the key. I'm going to stick with that, Jimmy. Um, Luke Robinson, along with Jimmy Stein in Mobile, as always. Jimmy,
0: how are you? Good, good. I am in Mobile. I've made it to the spacious law offices of L.J. Stein III in downtown Mobile after my Brief, sojourn. How do you say that word? So Sojourn, S-O-J-O-U, Sojourn, I think, yeah. Sojourn, yeah. I've never, I've, I know that word. I've read it my whole life. I don't think I've ever said it out loud. But yeah, I make a sojourn across Mobile Bay from the Eastern Shore. And here we are.
1: What, what makes on. it a sojourn versus just a regular journey?
0: Oh, God. The
1: traffic. I mean, because it's a journey. And
0: traffic traffic makes traffic. it so, sojourn. <laughs> <laughs> the traffic, there are frequent accidents on the I-10 bridge that cross, that connect uh, the eastern side of the bay to the western side of the bay, and it can create quite the log jam during rush hour, but today, problem free.
1: Um, Jimmy, a couple of things. First of all, for those who are just turning into the Locton on Bama podcast, I am Luke Robinson. I am based out of um, Alexander City, Alabama, and Jimmy is based out of Mobile. So we do this through the Uber Conference app. Um, We got some very much needed um, uh, pointers yesterday from somebody from Locked On. We certainly appreciate that. But, you know, we have to be tough about it. So we're going to say this, that nobody is going to tell us what to do on our podcast. We're going to do exactly what he told us to do and nothing more
0: than that. Right? <laughs> Nobody tells us what to do except those who know more than us, which is pretty much everybody. Yeah, nobody's going to
1: tell us how to run this podcast except the people who run this except podcast. Run the podcast.
0: Except the people s- that run the podcast. Let let that be a lesson to everybody. Yeah. If you don't know anything
1: about this podcast or don't listen to it, buddy, don't even try to tell us how to run this thing unless you have some really helpful information. Don't even try to talk to us. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, Alabama's got a game coming up this weekend, a, a, an American we football classic against Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, initial thoughts on A&M heading into this beautiful Tuesday?
0: I have many, many thoughts on A&M. You know, all, all summer long, when I do my summer thinking, it's the only time of the year I can think. I can't think during football season, but I think all during the spring and summer. And I really believed based on looking over depth charts and who's returning and recruiting over the last two or three years I re- it really believed that Alabama's most likely loss if there was a loss in the regular season the most likely loss was the game at College Station for a couple of reasons it's on the road early in the year we knew Alabama would be dependent a little bit on some young guys and going on the road for young guys and this league is really tough so factoring all that in I really thought it was the most likely loss I thought A&M was a legitimate top 15 top team a top 15 type team I didn't think they'd end up ranked in the top 15 because they play the most brutal schedule in all of college football and I figured they had scheduled themselves out of being ranked too high but the team was good it was a legitimate top 15 type team well now the season starts and we've seen Alabama play. We've seen Texas A&M play and other teams around the league. Seen them play multiple five or six games. And I gotta tell you, A&M is not the team I believed they would be. I don't exactly know why. I would start with the fact that I think going into the year, I felt Kellen Mond would be the third best quarterback in the SEC. He's not. I don't know what's happened to his game. He seems to have regressed to me. I don't know if he's hurt or. Putting too much on himself, or maybe it is the supporting cast. I don't know. But but Mond has not been the third-best quarterback in the SEC or not even close to it. And a uh, and is not the team I believe they would be. I don't believe they've even played like a top 25 team, much less a top 15 team. So uh, Alabama's favored in this game by about 18 points, if anything. I think that number might even be a little low. Uh, I think Alabama's going to win the game by three touchdowns. Maybe more. Uh, I just feel better about it based on, look, look, if Alabama if Alabama's an elite football team, and I think we are, and I think everybody knows we are, Clemson's elite. Auburn is elite. They, they didn't crush A&M, but I would go so far as to say they easily handled A&M. So that's what I expect Alabama, to easily handle them like Clemson did, like Auburn did. Your thoughts, Luke Robertson, based out of Alexander City?
1: Thank you, Mobile Jimmy. Um, yes, I, I think the same thing. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule, and they open up with uh, Texas s- State, um, which I guess was a uh, – I thought that was the team in necessary roughness. But
0: yeah, anywho, they had a hot kicker. Uh, Who was the hot kicker? They had a hot
1: oh, kicker. Oh, that was Kelly uh, – or was it Ke- Ke- Ireland, Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland was their kicker. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a smoking hot kick. Let me tell you something. If Kathy Ireland was our kicker, she can't do any worse than most of our kickers. Number <laughs> know, one.
0: I, <laughs> if we're gonna have a crappy kicker, we ought to it ought to be a hot crappy kicker, right? I mean, why not? That's what I mean. I mean, at some point, why not? And think of the recruiting. Think of the recruiting boost.
1: Oh God, this
0: is something we need to consider. If Riker is still hurt, or Riker comes back and. Doesn't matter if he's kicking with his right foot or his left foot; everything's missed. I, I say, I say, uh we give Kylie Jenner a call.
1: I'm right there with you, man. And here's the thing, though: you've got to keep recruiting hot, crappy kickers because you can't, you can't have Kathy Ireland, then Kylie Jenner, and then you know somebody that. that uh, you know, somebody that was stripping at the gold club, you know, none of that. And then go to Van Tiffin. It, it did not make damn if Van Tiffin's kicking them from 62.
0: You're like, he's no Kathy. Nobody, yeah, nobody wants to see that anymore. We would set a press. I mean, no, no one would want mean? to see that. Yeah. But anyway, they play Texas State. Go on. Okay, so let's go. <laughs> Talk about going off
1: the rails early. Uh, and then they're at Clemson. And Clemson literally did toy with them. I mean, they just – they just sort of slapped him around a little bit and kept him at arm's length. It was like watching, you know, a seven, uh, a 17-year-old Minute Bowl fight a four-year-old Muggsy Bogues in a way. I mean, he just put his arm out, and and could, and could Muggsy's over there swinging as hard as he can. But, you know, all he can do is barely get a fist uh, above Manute Bowl's wrist. I mean, it just it wasn't going to work. And then they play Lamar, who, uh, boy, they really love some of these Late eighties, early nineties comedies. They played Lamar, who was the uh, very who. What's the word? Flam flamboyant, um, flamboyant, flamboyant uh, javelin tosser in uh, Revenge of the Nerds. He was um, flamboyant. Yeah, and that and that movie is so underrated. Uh, it's the first time I ever heard the word. Well, I'm not going to go. I don't think if I can say it. but I'm not going to say it. But uh, and then they play Auburn, and Auburn again. It just seemed like Auburn was in control. I know it ended up being an eight-point game, and I guess technically Texas A&M had a chance to tie it late, but it just seemed like Auburn was a lot better. And the, and the Arkansas game, for all intents and purposes, Arkansas outplayed them. Now, you give did. A&M credit for the win, but that's more – that's more about Arkansas having no idea how to win. They, their clock management towards the end was bad. Their play calling down the end was bad. They just didn't have. They don't. Have, they don't have any idea how to actually win football games anymore because they've been so bad um, at, on the gridiron. And so now, they get a week off and they're playing us. And I'm I'm looking over their, you know, what they are and and I, it all starts and ends with Kellen Mond. And I guess um, Osman is a pretty good. Uh, it's, it how do you spell his last name a u s
0: m o n the receiver m o n there's no d on the end i don't think there's a d i think it's a u s m o n but <laughs>
1: um don't well, ask anyway, me how it, to
0: pronounce the best player on their team in my opinion is that defensive tackle and don't ask me how to pronounce that
1: oh yeah he's pretty good but now he's weren't there. osman and um and mond teammates at like in img was it img uh mond didn't play at img Okay. If you did, well, I do not te- remember that. They were teammates or something like that, wherever the hell they were. So and and they're both pretty good. You know, they're both yeah. not bad. And and their defensive line is not bad. And they have Bobby Brown, who a lot of Alabama yeah. fans remember, uh, very famously spurned Alabama on signing day. Sort of sort of Dax Hildes. us. And um, it was his
0: prerogative. We have to Led him to College Station. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bobby some of these Luke. terrible references to to singers, to singers and celebrity marriages nobody knows about but us. That's another thing we were admonished. They're not admonished. I mean, people were like Luke and Jimmy. We don't think anybody nobody knows what the Rocky jokes. Horror Picture Show is anymore. <laughs> and and I'm like, yeah, wait, that's that's where we're
0: we were podcasting. It is you, a thing during Wikipedia Halloween. stuff. It's a thing during Halloween. Uh, I think many movie theaters play it around Halloween at midnight. And the reason I know, that, I mean, my office is located around the block from a movie theater, and they're playing the Rocky Horror Picture Show all during October at midnight. So uh, maybe that's why I was in my head. <laughs> but I thought, doesn't it? Maybe a lot of theaters do that. It, it was probably thing.
1: that reminded you of it, and your closet full of assless chaps that you have. <laughs> that was it think of all the money you have saved on buying those assless chaps you feel like no no i want to save the extra money you put into the material for the asses i'm going
0: assless on these chaps (laughs) i I mean i I get them from amazon prime it's a deal (laughs) (laughs) i'm Um, in bulk i'm in bulk from woot Well, at least it's not from
1: eBay when they've already been used. somebody else has already <laughs> used them. Yeah, that would be that would be something if horrific. Assholes, uh, that really, really would be a horror show. <laughs> um,
0: if they're assless, I wouldn't think it would matter.
1: You know. And did you see the video of uh, the College Dame Game Day crew on the flight back from? I guess it was uh, Florida and Auburn. I have no. Wherever they to fly to, I don't. It's Fowler. Wherever I... they fly, it was Fowler and Instagram. Herb Street and I think, was it Corso two? I, I, whatever. I haven't seen it. I've just seen people talk about it. I, I should have probably done some moderate research here, but, um, so they're on the plane and they all, they do this very famously that they, they do a Instagram story or an Instagram live feed while they're flying back from wherever game day was to, I guess their home headquarters and maybe in Connecticut. I don't know. And, um, they sort of discuss what's coming up, what just happened and what's coming up the next week. And they started talking about College Station, Texas. And they said, hey, why is everybody so scared to play there? It doesn't seem like they ever win the big games there. And, you know, they're right. Now, the old... Alabama fan in me would have said, hey, would y'all shut up giving them any more motivation? But the new Alabama fan in me realizes you can be as motivated as you want. You don't have the players we have. So I don't think the fact that the game day crew made fun of your uh, any Saturday. So, yeah, I think it's fine for them just to speak the truth in this regard, because how many big games Has a And M won at College Station over even since they've been in the SEC? I mean, maybe the seven overtime game against LSU last year, but even in that case, it actually had seven overtimes. I mean, you and you got about every call you could possibly get in that game. What were what are the other big games they hadn't beaten Auburn there? They hadn't beaten Alabama there. Uh, They had not beaten LSU there until last year. I mean, what what big games have they won there, Jimmy?
0: You know, uh, very few. I mean, I think AM's most ms uh, most famous win in the SEC was the game in Tuscaloosa, the Johnny Manziel 2012 game when they beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. It's probably the most famous win since they joined the league. But here's one little uh, mini rant about – whenever it's discussed by the experts about what's a tough place to play, I hear that all the time, boy, A&M's not that tough to play. But I'll tell you what is a tough place to play is Baton Rouge at LSU. And they say things like that. Well, you know, here's what makes a place tough to play, who you play when you get there. I mean, I don't care what your atmosphere is like in Nashville. The Vanderbilt game is never going to be a tough place to play because Vanderbilt's not very good. But I'll tell you who's good almost every single year, LSU, Florida, Alabama. There are some tough places to play right there. It would be kind of like having the same discussion in the NFL. Where's a tougher place to play, New England or Miami? Well, it's New England because I don't care if there's no one in the stands. That's a tough place to play because you play the Patriots when you get there. In Miami, they might have 110,000 yep. screaming drunk people who all have bullhorns and, and boat, and boat horns. And it's not a tough place to play because you're playing a team that's intentionally tanking. So whenever you hear this discussion going on among the experts about where's a tough place to play, they're only going to mention teams in the top 10 because those are the toughest places to play because of who you play when you get there. So no, that's that's a great point. No, that's a great point.
1: And because think about this, um, Whereas this past weekend, Auburn in Florida, that that swamp, that Auburn, I mean, that Florida game was a difficult place to play. Yep. The the last four or five years, that has not been a difficult place to play. I mean, you there's nobody there. They showed a, um, I think it was even earlier this year where Florida maybe had an eleven kickoff or uh, it may have been against Tennessee when one of the Florida beat writers tweeted out the stands before the Tennessee game and yep. there was literally nobody there and everybody was, you know, they, they went on to talk about how, oh, this is an indictment of how college football is losing popularity, yada, yada, yada. True. Instead, what you see is if you bring a good quality team in and your team is good quality, you're going to have a good crowd, period. You're going to have an electric crowd. And especially when you're a team like Florida and you're hungry for success again, but if you're playing Tennessee who can't, do anything, um, and it's at 11 o'clock in the morning in Gainesville. Well, you're probably not gonna have a good crowd. That's that's just how it's kind of gonna go when it's you know 200 degrees, it's just not gonna be a good crowd. Um, but that this last week, Florida was a tough place to play. It can vary week to week depending on the circumstances. Baton Rouge, you mentioned uh, as a tough place to play, and and I guess people look at it from a you know overall sense. But I've always thought that Baton Rouge is a bit overrated in terms of a
0: intimidating venue,
1: it's uh, just team, a
0: bit. Our team's had such incredible success there. I mean, true. Alabama wins in Baton Rouge as much as LSU wins in Baton Rouge. I think we've lost in Baton Rouge two or three times since Nixon. Yeah, Nixon. That's true. Nixon practically the black-and-white era of American television. I mean, yeah. that's and, – and, and Alabama – basically plays there every other year and has only lost there two or three times. So to us I think Alabama fans look at Death Valley a little differently than the rest of the country but you know I just think you know you're mentioned in Tennessee the way I look at the way I look at that through the prism of my rant is uh Tennessee was a really tough place to play in 1998 not so much in 2019. <laughs> oh god. So. I tell you, there's if you want to have a if strong entertainment value right now
1: is if Tennessee is playing, and I know people say, "Well, they're no. How, why do you want to watch them?" No, I don't want to watch them play. I mean, that's not that is not fun. But I want to see the shots in the stands because those are hilarious. They have yeah. only diehards coming left, and those mm-hmm. are the ones that wear the the vertical striped uh, orange and white overalls, you know, and have the straw hats, and they've painted their faces. But they're starting to do it a little. Less gung ho and a little more half ass, you know, like they're painting their faces, and then you can see like the tears have sort of worn some of the paint away. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch Tennessee fans in Neyland Stadium right now during a game when they are losing. Which, if they're playing, they're probably losing. But
0: if you wanted to go to Neyland Stadium, Jimmy, you know what you'd do? I know exactly what I'd do. I'd go to Vivid Seats.
1: You would. You'd go to Vivid Seats and make a memory that lasts a lifetime. You'd let the Vivid Seats app help to you, help you get to your favorite live event. You need to enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. For the Major League Baseball postseason, use code POSTSEASON. That makes so much sense. It's so
0: easy. Love Vivid Seats. Great group. Great people. What a great service. Anyone providing you tickets uh, or a way to get tickets to sporting events, concerts, shows, I like them. I like them. I would sojourn right over to that app.
1: (laughs) All right, we're going to be right back in just a minute with more of Locked On Bama, and we're back with more on Locked On Bama. Uh, We have more. We do have more. So, anything happening with the practice yesterday uh, that Yeah, is I think significant. Opened your significant eyes about me. anything?
0: Yeah, significant to me is that uh, Chris Owens was unable to practice. He's, he's got a, 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 a knee, as they say, he's got a knee. And uh, coach in his press conference mentioned that without prompting. And I, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's breaking news. Chris Owens won't be playing against AM. I think it's too early in the week to say that emphatically. But I would say it's fair to say it looks like Chris Owens won't be playing Saturday. If that's the case, then a lot of fans, a lot of Alabama fans that wanted an offensive line that looked like Alex and Jed at the tackles and Evan Neal and Deontay Brown at the guards and Landon Dickerson at center, you get your wish. That's going to happen this Saturday. I'm excited about how that looks myself because it's such a big offensive line when we line up that way. But one word of warning Landon's played some center, and the snaps weren't so good. And from what I hear here and there, uh, that's something that happens at practice frequently too. Landon doesn't have a lot of experience playing center. wearing in the shotgun so much now; almost everything is a shotgun snap. And uh, when Tua gets a bad snap, it can screw up the timing of the whole play. So I'm excited to see what what we might look like in four quarters with with that five some out there. But one thing to watch is the snaps. I'm, I'm uh, you know, hopefully it won't be a situation where it's so bad that we have to go to another center like um, like Emil Or, But that appears to be the group this weekend. Our offensive line has improved every week, all year long. I, I think we're going to see an improved offensive line again, no matter what the lineup looks like. And uh, and I'm excited about it. But watch those bad snaps.
1: Um. Yeah, bad snaps uh, can be a problem, but um, hopefully Landon Dickerson gets that under control because I I think he's, I believe he's one of our best five offensive linemen. I just want to see him out there in some capacity. And he's super mean, and I would love to see a matchup of Landon Dickerson versus Derek Brown later on in the year. It just seems like that is destined to be a colossal matchup. And also, I should go back with Jamon Osbon. It's a-U-S-B-O-N. B-O-N. And B-O-N. I, I think I said M-O-N, and I don't know why it is that my brain always takes me to Osmond with him.
0: Oh, well, because you're naturally a singer. And you're naturally a singer. and You can't help it.
1: <laughs> Much better than Donny Osmond. Yeah, and I don't know if he has a sister. They're, they're brother and sister, right? Donny and Marie, right?
0: Yes. Let's go with that. Okay. Hey, if I, we're in trouble for bringing well, up Rocky I'm, I'm pretty sure... Show. The Osmonds were on TV in like the forties. <laughs> yeah, but they still do in Vegas stuff.
1: And she's, did Vegas what, stuff she did Vegas stuff before there was those weight loss commercials. She does, yeah they she, did she does, they did
0: stuff when it was just loss. <laughs> <laughs> they had no Vegas. Yep, yeah, she was uh yeah she does look uh, she does look good. Does she sing?
1: I have no idea. I think she, she might be dating Donnie. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to ask. Like I've thought all these years they were brother and sister. And then somebody was talking to me for some other reason they came up and, and I, somebody was like, no way they're not brother. I was like, yeah, they're brother and sister. I know it seems weird, but, and then somebody was like, I always thought they were married. And I said, you know what? I've never really gotten confirmation on it. I've just always assumed they were brother and sister because somebody told me that. And I still to this minute have not looked it up despite the fact that I have uh, an internet box right in front of me. I'm just not going
0: to look it up. I'm going to, I would prefer to be confused. Um, my favorite line, my, my favorite line from Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> my favorite line in all the years of Beavis and Butthead, uh, I, I like best when they reviewed the videos that were on TV and not their skits. I think the funniest things are comments as they watch music videos. And apparently, at some point in the 90s or whenever that show was on, Donnie Osman released a new music video. <laughs> And they were watching this Donnie Osmond video, and Butthead said, Hey, Beavis, did you know this guy has a brother named Lee Harvey Osmond that like killed <laughs> one of the presidents? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it had to be Soldier of Love. That's the only song I, I know I was, by him. I, and why that is stuck
0: in my brain. You, you know the song, right? Uh, no, I do not. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to pretend that you don't. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what? I think I'm going to pretend that I don't either. But you know, if you have if
1: you have serious XM 80s and 90s, I mean, you're going to pick up on some of this old stuff and oh, you know, he's wi- he's willing to fight because he's a soldier of love. You don't know that song?
0: I do not. I do not. I, did, I didn't go to enough weddings uh, in the if 90s. If you heard
1: it, you'd know it and you'd go, I didn't go
0: to you enough weddings in the 90s. You'd know
1: it and you'd say, "That's Marie's brother?"
0: <laughs> That's Lee Harvey's brother?
1: Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, some other notes, I'm pulling it from AL.com. Freshman defensive end, Byron Young, was lined up with the first team defensive line during drills. I, yeah, that's
0: weird, right? I mean, he's sort of, he's really making a move here. He is making, I think it's combination, him making a move, and uh, as we know, LeBron Ray's out to at least LSU. I think Justin Aboigby's a little bit banged up, too. I think they would be probably more comfortable with a totally healthy Aboigby, but I think the 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 combination of Justin being dinged up and Byron Young making a move has Byron in the lineup,
1: and he's lined up next to DJ Dell, who's also a true freshman, as everybody knows, and then Raquan Davis, um, Justin Bay. That's how we're
0: going with it, right? A boy, a boybay. I was initially told during recruiting it's a bay, but all the TV guys say a be, So I don't know, but I think okay. everybody knows who we're talking about.
1: Yeah, he started What's the asking last on two games.
0: Let's do this. Let's ask him on Twitter.
1: Yeah. He started the last two games. Um, He was with the second group again. But, you know, having three true freshmen in that, uh, I mean, it it does give me some pause. But, I mean, they do have this A&M game, which will be moderately tough. And then you have Arkansas and Tennessee, which should be easy wins. So, they've got time to grow and then an off week before LSU. But it is still relatively scary. Um, Josh Job was back at practice. Uh, He had a large cast on his left hand. That's not good.
0: Disappointed, you know, before the season started, Job was a starter in every package, regular nickel and dime, uh, whether it's injury, whether it's performance, whether it's those penalties, he he's lost that spot. He's no longer among the Tides' top six defensive backs and is out of the lineup, and that's a little disappointing based on, based on his obvious physical ability. So I would like to see more of him because it's ridiculous in the midst of 2019 to start worrying about 2020, but Alabama's going to lose at least four, three or four of the starting defensive backs. Diggs, a senior. Oh, yeah. Shy Carter is a senior. Jared Maiden's a senior. So that's three of the starting six gone. As we all know, X McKinney is a real threat to leave early. That will be four. So Josh Job will be a vital member of Alabama's secondary next season. So the more playing time it gets, the better we'll feel about that.
1: I've seen at least two or three mock drafts where Xavier McKinney is in the top He's in the first round, so uh, I mean i would i'm one hundred percent anticipating him
0: to to leave early very very, very possible. I'll just say about him he's a leader, he likes playing at Alabama, I think he likes that leadership mantle. he might enjoy a senior year full of things like contending for the Thorpe award, getting his name in the sidewalk and being a captain and senior type things, so that might be a draw to him returning but if if you want to go by. Projected first-round picks uh, are guys that leave. Yeah, we, we, need to put, we need to put X on the list of guys likely to leave. But I don't rule out him coming back. I rule out Tua coming back. I rule out Jerry Judy coming back. I'm close to yeah. ruling out Henry Ruggs coming back. I think yeah. those guys are just gone. But there are some juniors that have some tough decisions to make, and, and, and I'm, I'm not writing any of them off just yet. Najee's almost certain to come out, too. I, I consider, totally agree. I, I consider Najee gone. And when people say he's not a first-round pick, I don't care. He's, he's leaving. He, he's he's go running. Junior running backs with NFL ability leave after their junior years, period. Uh, Najee's not looking at his numbers, deciding when to come out. Najee probably decided in the, in the 11th grade that he was coming out after his junior year. So, uh, I think the hay's in the barn with him.
1: Not only that, I think the fact that he has so little uh, wear on his body and so much tread left on the tires, I think it makes him more marketable because what we've seen from all these various drafts, NFL, NBA, MLB, just about any of them, that they almost value the unknown positives versus the the known positives. Like if you say – well, this certain a certain other running back coming out has done more than Najee Harris. Well, you're probably right. However, what people are going to see with Najee is, you know, he's been on an Alabama team that had needed him to be the the workhorse. He is strong as an ox. He leaps over people and then pushes other SEC players away. Um, no, we have not seen the elite speed, but I think everybody feels like it's there. We just hadn't seen it. Um, the vision has been pretty good. It's gotten better this year. It started out not being not so great. It's gotten better as the year's gone on. Um, and the fact that everybody knows if there's one position in football that has a three- to five-year true window of, of doing well, it's running back. I mean, now Frank Gore being the glaring exception, Adrian Peterson probably being an exception. But Adrian Peterson is playing m- more because he's broke than the love of the game. Frank Gore, I think, just loves the game. But what I'm saying is, you, if you're going to get a running back, you you probably don't want to try and get a running back that has had four years of 1,500 yards anymore, because that probably means they've got umpteen
0: carries every single year and they've been hit that many more times. So when Frank, yeah, when Frank Gore came out in the draft, the number one rated television show was the Osmonds.
1: <laughs> and the Rocky Horror Picture Show was number one at the box office. That's right. Do you remember? By the way, do you remember him in recruiting? I do. He he was looking at Alabama, Gore? Auburn, and uh, yeah. and Miami. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's from Miami, I think, right?
1: Yeah, he is, he, and he Miami. ended up go, signing with Miami. But it kind of came down to Auburn and and Miami, if memory serves. And so, thankfully,
0: he ended up going to Miami. But he is the way all he's, these uh, the way all the this- East man. Yeah, the way all this pay-for-play and uh, eligibility stuff is going on, then uh, maybe when his playing time with the Buffalo Bills is over, he'll uh, reconsider and sign with Alabama.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's just very true. All right, so, Jimmy, that's going to wrap it up for this podcast, but we're going to cut another podcast this afternoon, which will go out tomorrow. I hope I didn't just confuse everybody, but what I want to talk about on the podcast this afternoon, that will actually be for tomorrow, is our favorite Texas A and M Alabama game moments and most memorable games, and I think my answer might surprise you. Ooh,
0: what a tease! That's a tease. It is a
1: tease. Yes, that's that's how you. That's how we do it in the pro radio biz. That's how we do it. You're a pro. Now, if somebody would, would just show me where this off button is, I'll stop the podcast.
0: <laughs> um, all right, we'll roll, tide, buddy. Yeah, no one's telling us how to do this podcast except people who know how to operate a podcast.
1: <laughs> and and know a lot more about computers than we do. This really has been a learning experience. I've learned more about podcasting in a week and a half than we knew. How long did we do Talking Tuscaloosa? I mean, six years? years. I mean, I'm,
0: five years? Five years.
1: We did Something the like same, that. literally the same show through the same devices. I know you still have that Tandy 2000. I mean, And speaking into it it right now. Somehow, we did not know. I thank the good Lord for Lawrence because he edited it and had to splice it. And sometimes, you know, we'd do a show and then it'd cut off and we'd have to finish the next show. But there would be like four hours in between. We'd forget what we talked about.
0: (laughs) Just do it again.
1: Just do it all again.
0: We know less about about computers than Gene Stallings.
1: And now look at us, podcasters extraordinaire. (laughs) Who would have thought it?
0: That's right. We'll do one again this afternoon that you'll hear tomorrow. That's right. right. (laughs) Roll Tide, and we'll see all this afternoon, sort of. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. I'll talk to you in a bit. Roll Tide.